Welcome back to Radio Row. Welcome to Two Men On. I, of course, am Fred Slow, Van Nunley alongside me. And uh, uh, Van, for how long have I been scissoring everyone at the bar? <laughs> oh, my goodness. It is a thing. It is uh, a- Anthony, everywhere he goes, and this is what he's been going on so long, yeah. people are just prepared for it. He pulls out the scissors, and then bam. Look at look at this, Fred. Look. <laughs> oh, I need a phone. Oh, Hold on. Wait. Oh. <laughs> right, live, live on air. Here we go. That's too good for us. <laughs> Anthony Bowen's joining us on the program. AEW pro wrestler, tag team specialist, inventor of the the scissor. <laughs> so good. Is it overtaken too sweet? Is it the one? I mean, in my opinion, yes. 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 Of course. Um, Billy says it all the time, like when he does the uh, the. That's badass, Billy Gunn. Man. Oh, thank thank you. That's badass, Billy Gunn. Yeah. Um, when he does the meet and greets, people don't go up to him and ask to do the the suck it anymore. Yeah. It's always scissor me, which I think is pretty cool because that means we've you know we've created such a long lasting legacy. You well, and here's the thing that's so interesting about you guys. Um, so it's you, and then uh, talk about Caster a little bit real quick. Just put him over to Van real quick. Max Caster is one of the funniest individuals um, I've ever met. He is uniquely different um, in the best ways possible. Um, He's one of my best friends, and I think he's a fantastic professional wrestler. But to describe what he does, he raps down to the ring every single week. He insults our opponents through those creative raps. God, I love that so much. And then I just hype him up. All right. Hype man, uh, inventor of the dopest handshake around. You got your own merch. Does your merch have to have its own material? Because you're ripping out of that thing, dude. <laughs> you are insanely jacked, bro. What's your secret? Uh, hard work. There we go. I work out five days a week. I eat a lot of um, Chipotle and stuff that I probably should not oh, sure. uh, yeah. drink at all. Uh, excuse me, eat at all. So I have to um, work out extra hard. Sure. <laughs> The, and you guys, the way your story, the acclaimed, came together is uh, during COVID. There was you needed content, man. We had to put on. They had to put on shows at AEW, but it was really difficult with kind of the constraints. So you get thrown in with Max Caster. You guys had not wrestled together previously. You didn't have a rich history, but you built what I would identify as the most desirable chemistry in the game. Do that you, means a lot to me. Yeah. Thank you. Well, and do you think that's recognized by professionals that surround you? Yes. Yeah. Uh, having the respect of our peers and the people that we looked up to and idolized and, and um, you know, uh, studied their work is absolutely phenomenal. Uh, a, a guy like Sting, who he's the guy who got me into professional wrestling. Yeah. Um, I still remember to this day, before the whole scissoring thing took off, we were, go- we were about to go out for a match, and Sting, for no reason at all, came up to us and said, hey, you guys have it. All you guys need is just that one match in front of that one crowd. There you and go. You're set. Yeah. And for me, like, I, I love Sting. <laughs> you know, I was a little stinger when I was a kid. So I was like, to have his confidence, to have people like that look at our work and, uh, and, and give their acceptance, it's incredible. Love everything about that. Can, can you talk a little bit about how unique professional wrestling is as a live product? Because Fred, biggest mark on the planet. <laughs> uh, me, uh, I'm an amateur. Uh, I'm a weekend warrior. I just do it just for the buzz. There's nothing like being a pro, a pro wrestling live. I agree, because it's a mix of everything. It's a mix of sport. It's a mix of entertainment. You've got live music. You've got fireworks. You've got drama. Um, you've got the, the, the intensity of the actions. There's mm-hmm. so much elements of each, like, 
genre of entertainment just all balled up into one that makes professional wrestling magical, in my opinion. Well, and you don't know this, Anthony, but I own the promotion in Albuquerque, right? So mm-hmm. I own Duke City Championship Wrestling. It's a monthly show. We do it at a theater. It's tremendous. And one time Jimmy Hart said to me, he said, uh, the only trick kid is to not give everyone a microphone. And I thought, <laughs> well, that's kind of wild. <laughs> like, that's, that's my favorite part. All my favorite parts of pro wrestling have been done in the promo. Mm-hmm. Did you fall in love with the promo first? Or did you fall in love with the athleticism first? I fell in love with the athleticism first. Yeah. And then I started to appreciate, as I got older, the, the, the characters and intricacies of yeah. what these guys come up with um, every single week. Um, and now, honestly, <laughs> I prefer the promo myself. Yeah. I'd rather go out and um, connect with the audience and talk to them and get that feedback. Yeah. Uh, it's just as special to me as, you know, performing in a match. Well, and, and speaking of connecting and speaking of special, and I guess it was midsummer, and I couldn't give you the exact date, but it was, I think, as I can recall, the first time it was openly talked about your sexuality in a pro wrestling ring in front of a live audience. Tell me about the support that surrounds that, my man. Tell me about the community that supports you. Tell me about the individuals that have reached out to you for your help and guidance in the world of professional athletics and homosexuality. Uh, well, so that segment, which was in Chicago back at last June, yeah. that was approached. I was approached by QT, and he was like, hey, I have this idea. Um, would you be comfortable with it? And once I heard it, I was like, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Because, you know, my, my form of a- activism isn't really in your face. You right. Know, I like to just exist as myself, be present, be visible. Um, but there has been, if I do, like, allude to anything, yeah. I want it to be fun. I want it to be creative. I don't want it to be so serious like it is all the time. Yeah. And once I heard it, I was like, that's amazing. And as for those listening, basically uh, this woman came down to the ring to impress us, specifically me and court me. Uh, she rapped to me how much she was in love with me, and I just cut her off and said, sorry. It was not very good rap. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, uh, it was okay. It was fun. Uh, and I cut her off and said, no, nah, lady, I'm gay. And the whole, <laughs> the whole arena stood up and just started chanting. He's gay. He's gay. And it's your ringtone now, which is weird. That's a weird <laughs> thing, but it is. Um, and it was a fantastic moment, and the response to it was so positive. Yeah. And I think that's one of the most uh, amazing things, especially when I get to do meet and greets, when I meet people with relatable stories to me in terms of you know being in the closet and the fear and the anxiety that goes along with it. Um, to be able to reach and touch those people you know, to go back and tell younger Anthony Bowens that this is happening would probably blow his mind and, ho- and also put a smile on his face instead of, you know, cry. <laughs> One thing that's not relatable to everyone is being the world bleeping champ. How, <laughs> how good does that feel walking around with that belt? It feels pretty cool. Yeah. You know, we are, uh, you know, former AEW tag team champions. We're current AEW trios champions. We have the most tag team wins in the history of AEW. Let's go. Um, we've accomplished a lot in a very short time, and – it's just, it's a dream come true. You, you use your shoot name. You wrestle under your legal name. Yes. By decision? Was, that, was there not another option? Did you want to own it forever? I know a little bit about gimmick law. Like, <laughs> like why was it important to you to be Anthony Bowens in the ring? I think, I, I mean, when I first started, my dad's last name is Vigilante. Oh, so I started that's as super Anthony strong. Vigilante. Yeah. Um, but then Sting started calling himself the Vigilante, so I went, oh. So then I went back to just my regular name. And um, at, at one point, like, I have so much branding when it comes to the stuff outside of wrestling with my YouTube channel and the other stuff yeah. that I do. Uh, I just felt like it would make sense to keep it Anthony Bones. Yeah. And, and, and then I get to own my own name. I don't have to worry about any kind of, you know, 
law or a copyright infringement. Yeah. It's trademark. The trademark stuff's the wildest part. Yeah. You know, in like Duke City Championship Wrestling, like I own the logo, right? Mm-hmm. And it's not really because I thought trademarking was overly important. I just didn't want some other weird promoter taking it <laughs> and then me being like holding you hostage. Yeah, yeah. like I was, it was all like very preventative. Um, circle back, full story on this whole thing. You've been a pro wrestler for how long? Twelve years. This is where you thought you'd be. Yes. Yeah. A little bit earlier though. Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> I was hoping a little earlier. Um, but I, I worked my butt off for eight years until I got signed. Still working my butt off yeah. to uh, you know show that I'm one of the best professional wrestlers in the world, best entertainers yeah. in the world. A uh, long way to go, but um, you know I knew at some point that the hard work would pay off and that we would get to the top of the business. You've been in front of eighty thousand people. You've been in front of eighty people. Yes. What is the difference when you step in the ring in front of a crowd difference of those sizes? Um, 80 people is scarier. Yeah. Because you huh. can look them all in the eye, and they can just look straight into your soul, and it's very awkward at times. Um, 80,000 people is such a sea of humanity. It's just a big blob. Yeah. So it's not as scary as you think it is. Like, I was a bit – I don't really get nervous anymore, but that was the first time in a while at Wembley Stadium. Was eight, over 81,000 people there where I had a little butterflies in my stomach, but right when I went through the curtain, it was – you know, I was right at home. No, nobody is just like 35, 40 years old and be like, you know what? I'm going to start loving wrestling now. It gets you when you're young, right? It gets your teeth in you when you're young. Sure. Who's that guy who grabbed you when you were young? Sting. Sting? Sting was the first person I saw. I saw the uh, commercials for Starcade 97 against uh, Hulk Hogan. Yeah. I was like, who's this guy with the paint? He's in this warehouse. It's raining. He's got this baseball bat. Nice. Like, he's so cool. And then I tuned in and then. I've been a fan ever since. Sting started wrestling before you were born. Yeah. Isn't that wild? Yeah. Yeah. And then um, it was a cool full circle moment because Starcade 97 was the first match that I watched with Sting. And then nine years later, on the night of my wrestling anniversary, in the same city, we main evented Dynamite against Sting. Oh, how great, my man. So cool. If if pro wrestling isn't poetry, I don't have a concept of what poetry is. So (laughs) just so tremendous. Anthony Bones, uh, you you are a professional, you are very talented, and you're incredibly good on this interview. So thank you so very much. Thank you for having me, guys. It was fun. Yeah. Do you have social – tag your social media on YouTube. I'm sorry. We're we're pros, I promise. (laughs) Uh, You can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, at Bowens underscore official. On TikTok, Bowens underscore official 37. And then YouTube is Michael and Anthony. Love everything about it. Whenever we get back, more from Radio Row. It's two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal.